Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. How's it going? Doing good. And uh, the uh, recruiting world, the transfer portal, and is disappointed, and I'm sure you and uh, Rick and others talked about this yesterday, but uh, is the transfer portal and kids changing their mind, does that absolutely at times, Trey, just drive you crazy? (laughs) Probably not as much as coaches, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday and um, definitely feel a lot better about Marquise Gomes being back on board. Just, you know, I mean, I I think that they need another tight end still, but I just, I didn't know that there was a guy out there like the level quality of Marquise Gomes. So that's, uh, that's why that was so uh, disappointing, uh, especially, you know, at the time of, you know, right, right, two days after the transfer portal window closes. You know, so um, it's good to have him back on board. And yeah, it's not as frustrating for me as it is for the coaches. Trey, you went position by position, the Arkansas football position group rankings, mm-hmm. and as a bonus, you added special teams. Yeah, I didn't want to didn't want to like rank them with the other position groups just because special teams can be so varied. But uh, you know, basically, just with special teams, they they've got to do a better job punting. I mean, you look back if you don't think special teams are important, Marcus Elliott, uh, then you know you have to look at the games that they lost. They lost four games last year by a field goal or less. You know, and and all of those games you can you can point to uh, issues with punting. Uh, two times they, they had punts blocked. Uh, you know, they had punts that were boomed 55 yards into the back of the end zone for no reason. You had opportunities to pin your opponent deep, and you kicked it 25 yards, you know, to the 30. So there's uh, there's a lot of issues with punting still. Um, you know, I think Max Fletcher, and I'm willing to give him a little bit of grace because he was a freshman last year. He's coming from a whole different country. Uh, but they need him, need him to be better. Uh, as a punter this year. Uh, I think they're in good shape otherwise. Uh, from there, you know, just kind of a quick overview. Uh, quarterback to me is, is the number one spot. Part of that is due to, you know, obviously you've got Jacoby Criswell in. Um, you've got Malachi Singleton, a promising young guy, and you've got K.J. Jefferson. I don't know that just alone K.J. would make it number one by himself, you know. Uh, but at the same time, most games, you only play one quarterback. You know, there is a, obviously the chance that you would need another guy, but you're not going game after game uh, playing more than one quarterback generally. But they do have some depth now, so I've got quarterback one. I've got running back two. Uh, I like Rashad DeBinion and A.J. Green. I don't know that they're like, you know, al- I don't know like alone if one of those guys can cover it 20, you know, carry the ball 20 times a game like Rocket Sanders and be as productive as he was. However, um, you know, when called upon here and there, like they were in the Liberty Bowl, both those guys ran for uh, 99 yards, uh, 112 yards, also caught several passes 
uh, more instrumental in Arkansas's win in that one. Um, so I've got them number two. Number three, I have defensive end. I just think the additions uh, primarily of Trajan Jeffcoat, but also, you know, uh, John Morgan, but really Trajan Jeffcoat, Wayne and Jackson, those two guys I said before, Randy, I told you I thought that those two guys could be um, maybe the best defensive end combo since 2015 when they had Dietrich Wise and Jeremiah Ledbetter. Uh, but they've also got Zach Williams. they got Jashad Stewart, Nico Davier. As I mentioned, John Morgan, Quincy Rhodes is coming in. And, and most years, three years ago anyway, Quincy Rhodes would be coming in and expected to contribute right away. And obviously things have changed, the transfer portal and stuff, so he can, um, you know, he can develop at his own pace. Uh, I've got linebacker four. That's mainly with the transfer portal, bringing in Jaheim Thomas, bringing in Antonio Greer to go with Christopher Paul. And, you know, the last few years, Arkansas has had some success with three linebacker rotation. But the difference this year is they've also got Jordan Crook. They've got Manny Powell, uh, two guys who are, you know, pretty much ready to go also. Uh, five is cornerback. We'll see how things go uh, with Quincy McAdoo, how serious his injuries are from the car accident. Um, right now it's unknown, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough for his sake and for the team. But as far as the team goes, you know, Arkansas has done some really good things in the transfer portal, obviously, bringing in Jaheim Sanders, bringing in Snacks Johnson uh, to go with McAdoo, to go with Dwight McLaughlin, and also bringing in a four-star, the top prospect in the, in the recruiting class is Jalen Braxton. So, and, you, you know, you have a chance to get Ladarius Bishop back also. So, um, and really, you know, when you go over those first five groups that I just mentioned, you could make an argument to me for, for any of them. Um, because to me, they're all, they've all got quality starters and they've all got quality depth. The next group of teams that I'm about to mention, to me, they're a little bit more, maybe there's not quite the right numbers, you know, maybe the, the talent is good, but not the quite right, you know, numbers, or maybe that there's a little bit more of an unknown with the players, like wide receiver. You know, we know Andrew Armstrong, Tyrone Broden, Isaiah, um, uh, excuse me, Isaac, uh, Isaac Tesla, you know, those guys were very productive at their former places, but Isaac Tesla has not stepped into Death Valley, the Swamp, or Bryant-Denny Stadium, which he'll do this year. Um, Andrew Armstrong has it. Tyrone Broken did, but it was Neyland Stadium, 45-17. The Rose Bowl, 45-14. Uh, Davis Wade Stadium, you know, uh, or excuse me, that was 45-14. Rose Bowl was 45-17. So it's not like they've, you know, gone in and, and conquered a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, when they have had those opportunities. I think Isaiah Satania steps up. The thing about it is they've got seven wide receivers on scholarship. And to me, you need like 10. You know, 10 is the ideal number. Uh, but the seven that they have, every single one of them are legitimately pushing for starting spots. I think Isaac Tesla starts. I think that Isaiah Satania will probably start over Bryce Stevens. But Bryce Stevens is going to play a lot uh, and could start. But I think i give the nod to Isaiah right now. Uh, and then after that, you've got Jaden Wilson, Andrew Armstrong, Sam Bakke, Tyrone Broden, um, really all of those guys battling for that other spot, you know, maybe pretty evenly. So uh, after that, seven, I've got offensive line. I think the offensive line is in pretty good shape. There's just some concern with some new guys, just like there always is going to be. Uh, I'd like to see them have another couple of, you know, a couple more players just to shore up the depth. Um, you know, they lost Muskrat to Auburn. They didn't get him in. Muskrat was a guy that, you know, we talked about him. I was thinking, you know, maybe this guy could come in and be a backup center or something. You know, somebody to come in and, and help the overall depth of the offensive line. I, I didn't see anybody out there that I thought was just going to come in and, 
and take a starting spot from somebody, you know, that's available in the portal right now. So, but they do need to boost the numbers a little bit and they are, um, you know, young at the tackle spots and experience. So that's why I've got them at seven. Uh, eight is tied in uh, just because I know they want to run two tight end sets more. I think they need one more tight end. They're very young, but I also think guys like, how does this team look with, uh, you know, Luke has Varquise Gums on the field with, I think I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but, um, you know, those two guys at tight end, and then you got two, you know, six, four plus wide receivers. You got Rocket Sanders, who used to be a wide receiver, and so you got KJ Jefferson, who can take off at any moment. Uh, that to me could be pretty scary. But overall, you know, young group at tight end uh, and probably need one more. So that's why they, I have them at eight. Number nine, I have defensive tackle just because, I mean, Torian Carter was lost all last season with an ACL. Eric Gregory was injured against Missouri, wasn't fully healthy when the spring started. Cam Ball injured his foot mid th midway through the spring drills, uh, missed most of the practices, a little over half the practices, I should say. And then Marcus Miller has been too injured to play more often in his career going back to high school uh, than he has been healthy. And those right now are your top four returning defensive tackles. So uh, they've all, you know, got an injury history. And I just know that Defensive tackles rotate more than any other starter, uh, you know, on either side of the ball. And so you need to make sure you, you get those guys, you know, rotated pretty freely. And if you have an injury, you need to make sure you have somebody else that can go in. They're close at defensive tackle. They got Tank Booker. I want to see them get one more. And then, so, but those are all, you know, you can make an argument to me, number six through 10, to interchange those. I think you can make an argument on all those. Uh, maybe I should have done it in tiers instead of ranking them because I think you can't make that argument. But the 10th spot, I think, kind of stands alone uh, at 10 because this is the only spot to me that I feel like they don't need just somebody to come in and shore up the depth, make the practices go a little bit more you know, smooth or um, you know, just make sure that you're, you've got a little more insurance if there's an injury or something. I think that they need somebody to come in and not just push for a starting spot, but come in and take one, like, this guy's going to start, you know, if they, if they land him. Um, that's where I think they need to be at safety. You know, I think Hudson Clark is one starter. And then after that, you know, I think, you know, Al Walcott is probably going to be a good nickel. It wasn't great that he was injured all spring, but, you know, he's got a pretty solid track record from his time at Baylor. Jalen Lewis is pretty much an unknown for him, though, as, as the guy behind him. Um you know, and maybe you t you talk about moving Lorando Johnson, or uh, you know, but if what you know, what if Quincy McAdoo's not 100% healthy, then then cornerback gets weaker. You can move Hudson Clark to to you know to nickel some, but that doesn't make any sense because then you're really thin at safety. So um, think they need to get in a guy who can come in and start for them uh, at safety, and and probably one more. So that's why I've got that group tenth. So uh, just to kind of recap: one through five, quarterback running back, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback. I think those five are all pretty strong right now, and I think maybe you can even make a, cha a case for all of them to be number one. And then six wide receiver, seven offensive line, eight tight end, nine defensive tackle. I think those are probably potentially interchangeable. I think they are not quite as solid from a depth standpoint as the first five positions, and then standing alone as the safety nickel at 10. Trey is the bad luck kid. This is left defensive tackle. Marcus Miller, you mentioned him 
in your comments. It said, uh, to top it off, senior Marcus Miller has been too injured to play more often in his career than he has been healthy enough to play. Do you think Marcus is going to be able to make it through this upcoming season? Do you think, you know, he can provide that depth? And I was I was impressed with the young man. Uh, he's not on the your, your depth chart, but I thought John Hill uh, had a very productive red-white game. Uh, I realized these were all touch situations when it got to the to the quarterback. But Marcus Miller, what about can he stay healthy enough to be a contributor uh, for this team this fall? Well, I think that's a great question. I mean, obviously you, you'd like him to, to stay as healthy as possible, but I mean, when I look at their defense, I mean, I see Cam Ball, Eric Gregory, Torian Carter. Um, then I think, you know, probably Tank. Um, uh, Booker is probably, I think that's probably your your top four when Tank Booker gets here. And I think Marcus is probably going to be the fifth guy uh, out of that group, depending on, on who else they get. Uh, John Hill, I just don't know that John Hill is big enough to play interior defensive line. Uh, he just needs he needs to add some more weight. Uh, 6'5". He's listed at 250 on the on the roster, I believe. So needs to needs to get bigger. But you know that was the thing this spring. You know you had at times, um, you know Torian Carter. They were bringing him along slowly. Eric Gregory bringing him along slowly. Cam Ball. Then he gets injured, and your second team defensive line, uh, you know, is Marcus Miller and a lot of times a walk on. You know, so that just gives you a glimpse of what can happen. You have a couple of injuries on defensive. You can't have injuries. You cannot have a shortage of defensive tackles in this conference. You cannot have teams just be able to run up the gut on you whenever they want. So you need to make sure that you've got a surplus there. And I think one more would put that group in, in pretty good shape. So, but to me, the, the top four guys are going to be uh, Eric Gre- some combina- combination of Eric Gregory, Campbell, Torian Carter, and Anthony Booker. What do you project on J.J. Hollinsworth? He needs to get bigger also. I don't think he's quite there. Okay. Yeah. He's about 270, something like that. Um, just he needs more weight. Gotcha. Uh, you didn't mention John Morgan the third. What? Where do you see? Uh, you've got him at left defensive end. I've got your football depth chart you put out the other day, so I'm mm-hmm. just reading from it. Where does John Morgan the third fit in? I think probably, well, I think probably fifth right now if I were ranking them in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go with Trajan Jeffcoat and Landon Jackson with the first group, Zach Williams, Deshaun Stewart behind uh, behind them, and then I would probably say um, Nico Davier and uh, and John Morgan, probably third group, just based on what I saw in the spring. Uh when you look at the offensive line, you mentioned that a few moments ago. Uh, you talked about it in depth. Um, is it a player like Tommy Varhall? Was he not brought in really for what you're kind of talking about with Muskrat? And that was he was supposed to be for depth? Yeah, I think they've got some quality walk-ons. And, you know, that's that's definitely notable, Randy. I mean, you don't have many six eight three hundred and twenty five pound walk ons. You no, know? you don't. Um, so, 
but he's he's a big big kid. I mean, and Brooks Edmondson and uh, Josh Street. You know, those are all really really good quality walk-ons, and that's why I don't know that it's just like gotta have gotta get mm-hmm. you know another offensive lineman or two. Um, you would like to just to boost depth, but you know, I don't. I just don't know that there's somebody out there that they're in on, including Muskrat, who was going to come in and, and take a starting job from somebody who's projected to start right now. Trey, well, you mentioned, and, and the portal is, it's done with uh, in terms of putting your name into the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, what does the picture like look like overall? Because Arkansas still needs to add, what, seven more players from the portal? Yeah. Six now with uh, Barkey's guys Okay, back. okay, that's right. Yeah, I still think two safeties. They're good at linebacker now. They could probably get away with not bringing in another interior defensive tackle, but I would like to see them get one more. Uh, I think Love out of uh, out of Louisiana Tech is probably the favorite there. Uh, and then, you know, they, they could probably use at least one more wide receiver. They've offered several of them. There's some quality players, uh, at, you know, at wide receiver, including um, – you know, Montana Lamonius Craig, which is a great name. I love it. Montana, yeah. Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, but, uh, you know, so what did I say? Two safeties, mm-hmm. uh, a defensive tackle, um, a wide receiver, another tight end, and an offensive lineman, I think would probably square them away. So, what, if I'm hearing you, maybe outside of the wide receiver, there's really not an impact player uh, that's out there. That really, what you're looking for now is depth. Is that is that a yeah fair well, assessment? I think the Louisiana Tech defensive tackle, you know, probably a good player. Um, but outside of wide receiver, yeah, I don't know. And and safety, you know, the Jay guy, uh, Jay from uh, Florida State, and there's some other guys that are transferring up. I don't know a whole lot about, but they have a lot of options. They've been offered by a lot of schools. So, you know, I think there's some safeties and wide receivers out there. All right.